In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You're very welcome to the Brendan Option, coming to you courtesy of Immaculata Productions, which also produces The Conversation. You might, if you like the work, you know, you'll remember me saying this before the subscribe button. Um, we do honestly feel that a lot of you out there are listening and not subscribing. And we can't help feeling, you know, well, we don't feel the love. Okay, we just don't feel it. It's kind of like we've got this, I don't know, Irish father of two generations ago. You know, it's it's just, uh, it's all authority and no love. I mean, you know, could, could we have an old hug? Our cheek pinched, institutionally speaking. Also, Patreon and PayPal, although I do admit I may have forfeited any contribution after that, but fine. Uh, it's as well I lead into this, I'm trying to put off addressing the gospel this week, which is even more ferocious than the last two. And the last two were uh, pretty much kick-ass. Okay, believe me, you'll wish this one was kick-ass. This kicks in a different direction, if you're male. Uh, it's that one of the, the rich young men. Yeah, you know it. Okay, it, it, it is such a hard gospel. Okay, this super guy comes up to him. You know, master, what must I do? And, uh, you know, do this, do that. Oh, I do all those. Sell all you have and come follow me. And he goes away sad. Because he's, he's, he's a rich guy, you know. He's, he's, he's got a lot going for him. But you were prepared for it. Go back to Hebrews. I love Hebrews. Okay. Now, you know about Hebrews. We don't. It used to be thought it was Paul. and It's probably not all but it's in some ways quite Pauline they say the Greek is is better than the Pauline epistles but um, great book and that image of the double-edged sword sorry I sorry okay I I had ambitions as a younger man to perhaps star in the moving pictures like many is the young fella Star-eyed, I had to give them up. The double-edged sword. Hmm? It can cut more finely than a double-edged sword. It can separate bone from sinew. It can separate soul from body, so to speak. It, it, it can find the distinctions between everything, the differences and cut between them. The gospel can seep and crawl and feel and whisper its way into every corner of your soul. That is its power. Yeah. And if you take that, we'll 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 send you the the uh, the the two oh, the, uh, sorry the block of six steak knives as a as part of the offer, okay free. That's the gospel. Listen to me. Listen to me. If you're planning on being a latter day King Arthur and pulling the sword from the stone, okay, maybe you should think again. 
it's better not to take this sword up unless you're willing to be hurt by it yourself. Don't think you're going to take the sword of the gospel eh? and you're going to kill yourself some vampires. You're going to kick some demonic ass. You're going to go in there like a, like a spiritual, a Catholic Bruce Lee on steroids. Okay? The wielder of the gospel will be cut by it himself or herself. Do not pick it up unless you can stand the wounds. The rich young man comes to Christ and he, and, and, and he goes away sad. But the Christ who sends him away sad, well, he doesn't send him. He goes. He goes. It's his choice. The same Christ is, about, is on his way to his cross. There are no people sitting on high seats in judgment here. Christ suffers for you. I'm sorry for the rich young man. I'm sorry for everybody who finds it hard to give anything up for the gospel. It could be a friendship. It could be a talent. It could be some gift. It could be... It could be money, it could be whatever. It can be lots of things. It could be a relationship to give it up for the gospel. What am I thinking of today? I'm thinking of those young people who know that Christ is calling to them, who come to us like Nicodemus at night. I'm thinking of the young people I remember in class who when you'd whip around from the board You'd find them listening to you carefully. But the minute they saw you looking at them would immediately assume the hauteur, the, the, the kind of disinterested glance that's proper to a cool teenager. I'm thinking of people who are afraid to be known as a believer because their friends will laugh at them. I'm thinking of people who might be afraid that the person they're going out with won't have an interest in them anymore or will keep away from them. I'm thinking of all those people for whom the price of the gospel is viciously expensive. In a shop which does not even have the prices displayed. You go into a shop where the prices are not displayed, you know you're in a serious place. Maybe better to get the hell out. Because if you have to ask the prices in that shop, there's really no point. That's the way it is with the gospel, my friend. If you are going to have to ask, will this hurt me? Will you put it down and run? Because it will hurt you, you noggins. Okay, you've been warned. You think the gospel is only there to be used on other people? The gospel can only be preached from the cross. The only priest who will convince in the pulpit or deacon or bishop is the suffering priest, is the priest who has the cred of suffering like the people. I'm sorry if, if I mean, if the price that you're facing for, for following Christ is high, I'm genuinely sorry. We've spoken about marriage already, which is an incredibly expensive thing to do. Like, like it is true romance. It comes at a certain price. I remember being told that diplomatically by a girl when I was trying to buy a hat in Rome 30 years ago. And I was unwittingly, the shop was off the Piazza Navona, lovely shop, small. 
I'd unwittingly strayed into really a very good shop. And the girl was looking at me pityingly as one by one I had to perhaps let my eyes slide from really beautiful things. And uh, uh, I think she held up some sort of an Australian bushman's affair and, you know, had worked out that I could uh, afford that. But at one point she said to me, when I was looking at one Panama, she said, uh, oh yes, she said, this is real Ecuadorian straw. She said, allora venga a un certo prezzo comes at a certain price. <laughs> she was letting me know maybe I was in the wrong shop. Okay, but she was nice. The Italians don't humiliate you. This sword, it'll come at a certain price. If you're called upon to wield it, you must be cut by it. I don't know anyone who wields the gospel in the battle, in the spiritual combat in which we are engaged, who is not covered in healed wounds. And not all of them heal easily. Can you stand that? Can you, can you walk the walk with him? Can you endure the knife, the sword, that cuts so finely, that it separates you from your sins, from your precious little golem sins, from your pet peeves, your pet desires, your... Can, can you tolerate this? Can you pay? If you can't, for goodness sake, man, leave the sword there and the stone and run, 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 run. Find something else. Cheaper, easier. Join the Foreign Legion. You'll find them easier to get on with. But don't get involved with him. Don't wield the sword in his service. Those who are warriors in his army will all die. The body count in his army is absolutely insane. Because you must die to yourself and to what you want if you're to follow him. If you find that appalling, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I've stumbled through the priesthood. I'm amazed I'm still here. Better men than me have left. Let me tell you that. Now, whether you're being called to marriage or you're being called to the priesthood, or you're being called to the religious life. And by the way, I just want to make a point here. Just because some orders are dying out doesn't mean the religious life is dying out. The religious life is constitutive to the church. It doesn't die out. Orders die out all the time. Like beautiful plants and trees die. They're born, they do their work, they die out. Others are coming up. You may be called to the religious life. If you're female, you may be called to be a nun. You may be called to marriage. And it's difficult now for Catholics to find somebody to marry because they're looking for somebody who's also Catholic. And there are only so many of those. You have dangerous taste. You like danger. You've chosen the hard road and the difficult life. You have chosen a campaign in which you will certainly die because you must die. Because if you don't die, you can't live. And others who might have lived 
as Patrick Pierce also said. Others who might have lived in the house that you were to build will never live in it. Because you would not die to yourself, because you would not pay the price, because you would not endure the wielding of the sword, which cuts both ways. What do I want you to do? Here I finish. I want you to pick that sword up and I want you to pay the price. Whatever it is you're being called to do at the moment, I want you to do it. You can't do it without grace. You can't do it without God. But you must say yes. I want you to do it. God bless you in what you're doing. I don't say it lightly. God bless you. God give you the strength. You who are sent forward to fight in the army of the Lord. You whose job it is not to come back. Because that army only goes forward. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.